The U.S. Constitution mandates that, from time to time, the president informs Congress about the State of the Union. And in modern times, presidents do so with a speech before members of both the House and Senate. Mr. Speaker, Madam Vice President, our First Lady and Second Gentlemen, good to see you guys up there. (laughs) Members of Congress. You know the drill. The president speaks about the highs and the lows of the past year and often includes some lines that the White House is pretty sure everyone can agree on. The story of America is a story of progress and resilience, of always moving forward, of never, ever giving up. President Biden's State of the Union address on Tuesday night was no exception. Like other presidents before him, Biden outlined his agenda and used the speech to score political points. At one particular point, though, things went a bit off script. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Those boos came from Republican lawmakers, one of whom called the president a liar. Anybody who doubts it, contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. Consider this. President Biden's State of the Union was delivered to a very narrowly divided Congress, one where both parties could find it hard to get anything done unless they work together. We asked two lawmakers, both House freshmen, one Republican, the other a Democrat, what they took away from the speech and how they see the State of the Union. From NPR, I'm Juana Summers. It's Wednesday, February 8th. Support for NPR and the following message come from Capital One, the 2023 lead sponsor of NPR Music. Capital One, offering their premium travel card, VentureX. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Details at CapitalOne.com. It's Consider This from NPR. As President Biden addressed a divided Congress last night, he repeatedly appealed to lawmakers to finish the job on his wide-ranging agenda. Let's finish the job and get more families access to affordable, quality housing. Let's come together to finish the job on police reform. Let's finish the job and ban these assault weapons. Let's finish the job this time. Let's cap the cost of insulin for everybody at $35. However unlikely some of those priorities are now with the Republican-controlled House, the president urged his GOP counterparts to identify areas for compromise. If we could work together the last Congress, there's no reason we can't work together and find consensus on important things in this Congress as well. That line got a head nod and a polite hand clap from Republican Speaker Kevin McCarthy. But other moments laid bare the political tensions at play, earning Biden shouts and jeers from Republicans. Witnessing all that drama in person last night were my next two guests, Democrat Maxwell Frost from Florida and Republican Mike Lawler from New York. They're two of the newest members of Congress. We'll start today with Congressman Frost. Welcome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. So last night you attended your first State of the Union as a member of Congress. Tell us, what was it like being in the House chamber as the president spoke to members of Congress like yourself as well as the country? I mean, it was surreal. Uh, I'm used to being in an apartment, listening in with some friends. um, And just now, fast forwarding to this year, being in the chamber, being surrounded by 
um, some of my freshman colleagues and uh, being there, feeling that energy in person and the the good energy and uh, also, you know, some of the negative energy. I mean, it was the, the entire thing was surreal. But I will tell you that the House was definitely bumping for the president and in uh, the message that he brought. You tweeted out a selfie from last night pointing out that you were wearing a March for Our Lives pin on your suit jacket. And you and I first met when you were working for that group, which emerged after the high school shooting in Parkland, Florida. And President Biden did address gun violence last night. Can you just tell us what you thought of what you heard from the president? I mean, I thought what he said was great. Um, You know, we do need to ban assault weapons. Um, but we also, you know, I always ask the question, what's next, right? What's the marker that the president has set down? Um, and I was a little disappointed to not hear him talk about specific actions that he would take. Uh, but overall, it was just great to hear him champion it. Throughout the speech, President Biden seemed quite optimistic that the House can work together in a bipartisan manner over these next two years. But I'd like to ask you, now that you're a month into the job as a member of Congress, do you see any ways that people on both sides of the aisle can work together, how the temperature can be turned down to the benefit of all Americans. Well, yeah, I mean, what would need to happen is people would need to take a step back, put um, the politics aside and really focus on policy and focus on what's good policy. But in terms of bold legislation, there is not a governing majority for transformational legislation in the House of Representatives. There are Republican members that I think are really down to work on bipartisan legislation that's going to be helpful. But if you think Speaker McCarthy is going to bring anything to the floor that's actually going to change people's lives in a meaningful way in terms of bold legislation, then uh, then we <laughs> then you're wrong. And uh, and unfortunately, that's the reality we're dealing with. I'd like to ask you if I could about the politics within your own party. This is a speech that seemed to preview themes that could become a part of an expected 2024 presidential campaign by President Biden. Is the message that you heard from the president at the Capitol one that you believe can win over voters, even some Democrats within your own party who are not sold on him as the right person for the job in 2024? I do. Some of the loudest people last night in terms of clapping and excitement were progressives in the House. Uh, The president, I think, really laid out our values, laid out what we believe in, touted the wins that both Democrats and Republicans had the last two years and talked about what's in the future and what values we're not going to compromise. And I think most people agree with that. And that's why when we see the polls from the speech last night and people who watched it, overwhelmingly, people were excited about that speech and agree with the messaging. And I think it really, you know, it cut through the television and hit to, you know, people sitting in their living rooms and and all the issues that impact folks, especially working families. That is Democratic Congressman Maxwell Frost of Florida. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. Next, I want to bring in Republican Congressman Mike Lawler of New York, who's also a freshman lawmaker. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. So this was your first State of the Union as a member of Congress. What was it like? Well, listen, I've watched uh, almost every State of the Union for as long as I've been alive. And uh, it was a, a wonderful experience. Uh, to be there and uh, all the more special, my wife, an immigrant from uh, Moldova, uh, who became a citizen two years ago, uh, was uh, my guest. And so she was able to uh, listen to the president of the United States deliver his State of the Union and was on a personal level, a very uh, exciting and proud moment. During the speech last night, the president said over and over again, he used the phrase, let's finish the job. And he was suggesting that though the Congress is divided, there's still a possibility of being able to work together to accomplish major legislation. Do you agree with that? 
Well, I certainly agree. There's uh, a lot of opportunity to work together. And throughout the speech, I certainly applauded uh, numerous things that he talked about, including the bipartisan infrastructure bill. But to be honest with you, I was a little disappointed. Uh, I think the president, uh, both in tone and substance, uh, could have done more to really uh, forge a path forward on bipartisanship. It was a missed opportunity, uh, frankly. And uh, I, I think really where uh, it was unfortunate was during the discussion on the debt ceiling uh, when he uh, blatantly misstated the Republican position uh, by saying that we're going to gut Social Security and Medicare. Uh, I am long on the record saying that I will not support any legislation to do that. Uh, but more importantly, the speaker is on the record uh, saying that we are not going to do that. So I, I think that was very disingenuous and unfortunate. And that was a moment that prompted a great deal of response from a number of your Republican colleagues. And I have to say, I've also spent much of my life watching State of the Union addresses covering these speeches, and it, it sounded and looked different than speeches I've heard in the past. What was that moment like for you in the House chamber? Well, frankly, to some degree, uh, I think the president enjoyed the uh, the back and forth and and kind of played into it a little bit. Um, you know, I, I just think it's obviously unfortunate, but I guess it's the world we're living in these days. Look, I think the president missed an opportunity last night to to really forge uh, a, a path forward, both in tone and style and in substance. You have mentioned several times that the speech was a missed opportunity, but you've also mentioned that there were, were several bipartisan achievements that you heard in the speech that you were able to applaud. I am curious, looking forward in this Congress where Republicans control the House, Democrats control the Senate and the presidency. Can you give me an example or two of where you see opportunity for Republicans and Democrats to work together? Well, absolutely. I think when you look at our debt ceiling crisis, we're going to need to work together. Uh, there is no longer one party rule in Washington. So Democrats and Republicans have to come together to work on the big issues that we're dealing with, whether we're talking about the debt ceiling, whether we're talking about immigration. Uh, the problems at our border. These are challenges that we have to work together on. Uh, and I'm very much committed to doing that. Um, but I think, you know, last night, the president could have really laid out some concrete proposals about how we do that. And I didn't hear that. And I think that was in large part where the missed opportunity was to to forge that path forward. That was Republican Congressman Mike Lawler of New York. Thanks so much. Thank you. And earlier, I spoke with Democratic Representative Maxwell Frost of Florida, two of the newest members of the House of Representatives. It's Consider This from NPR. I'm Juana Summers.